Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Friday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn unchanged at 5.59 and a quarter. January soybeans down three and a quarter at 12.19 and a half. December Chicago wheat up two and three quarters at 7.76 and a half. December Kansas City wheat up one at 7.87. December spring wheat up five cents at 10.22. If you guys are listening on the podcast, leave me a rating or review. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Button, help me to reach my goal of 5,000 subscribers. Uh, we are up above 3,100. So if you are watching consistently, if you like what I have to say here, uh, hit that subscribe button. Help me out. Hit the like button. Leave me a comment. If you have some sort of comment on the markets, on anything I say here, on any sort of uh, crop, harvest, weather update, uh, keep the conversation going. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Check out the subscription service, guys. Check, uh, Click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. For $49.99 a month, I send out a ton of information to my subscribers. Most of my subscribers are farmers. Um, they're seeking additional information on the market. They're interested in in how to market grain more effectively, uh, different sort of strategies. And uh, that's the sort of information I provide via my morning email, which goes out every business day uh, just before I start these live streams. There's a text message service, my subscriber-only videos and content. I really get into grain marketing uh, specifically, among other topics. Uh, this is a monthly deal. You can cancel it at any time. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation. I won't try to sell you anything else. Um, certainly check that deal out this weekend, guys. Um, there is a group of bipartisan governors uh, that is seeking uh, year-round E15 in their states, and they sent a letter to the Biden administration yesterday uh, asking for guidance on this sort of action. Uh, this was a quote here. In the wake of the court decision, we are exploring all of our options to ensure retailers are able to sell E15 to consumers all year without interruption. And the court decision that they're talking about is is the one that struck down year-round E15, I believe back in July. Uh, this deal includes a bunch of you know Corn Belt state governors, Iowa, Minnesota, I'm assuming there were a bunch of other ones. Uh, don't take my map in, in my YouTube video here at face value here. I just pulled a map of the Corn Belt. I'm not sure which states were involved or not. But, uh, you know, the federal government seems non-cooperative in this E15 issue. So the Corn Belt states uh, at this point are trying to uh, kind of go it alone and and achieve some sort of state-by-state -state solution. So uh, good luck to them. Hope it happens. We'd like to see something on the federal level. But uh, in any case, I suppose you could paint that as being a positive. The uh, corn market for uh, next year in particular, D22 corn, continues to improve versus November 22 soybeans. And I did a video on this um, last week or two weeks ago regarding potential acreage outcomes next year. The way that the ratio is set up right now, it's about 2.24 to 1. That would, uh, in a normal year, favor more corn acres, of course. Um, and, and the people that get, that look at this ratio and use this ratio are traders and academics. Uh, farmers don't look at this. Farmers look at uh, crop rotations, budgets, uh, in a year like 2022, fertilizer prices in particular, fertilizer availability. So if this were a normal year, traders and academics would look at this chart, which is on my screen here, and say, we are at 2.24 to 1. We are going to absolutely uh, favor more corn acreage in 2022. But 2022 is not a normal year or will not be a normal year because of skyrocketing fer fertilizer prices, uh, just simple lack of availability in some areas. So uh, despite this, which, uh, you know, on paper in a vacuum would, would say, hey, more corn acreage, uh, 2022 is different. And I think that there is still certainly some fear that uh, corn 
acreage may be lost. Uh, there are all sorts of different estimates floating around. It's very early in the ball game there. Soybean export sales improved last week. Net sales 1.86 million. That was up 58% uh, on the week, up 19% from the prior four-week average. China was the largest buyer, accounting for 65% of the weekly total. Uh, we were up up actually 22% versus the same week last year. Now, despite that improvement, and I talk about this every week, uh, despite the improvement, total accumulated soybean sales, export sales for the marketing year, are 33% behind last year's pace. USDA is projecting a decline in soybean exports of only 7% this year. Traders noted yesterday that there is still some, there are still Brazilian beans that are competitive to China. Uh, right now. And this is typically the, the big export window for the United States. So you had the big setback as a result of the hurricane uh, at the Gulf, uh, which was uh, September. And that, that set us back 45 days is, is what it did, essentially. And you had a, a record Brazilian crop last year. You're in the process of planting a record Brazilian crop this year. You've got a plummeting Brazilian currency, uh, all sorts of issues that have just uh, hindered U.S. export activity when it comes to soybeans. Uh, the USDA in next week's report is they're going to cut their their export projection for soybeans in all likelihood. Uh, by how much, I don't know. They may take the, the slow approach, but there are a lot of traders and analysts out there uh, who believe that the soybean carryout number, which is currently being projected at 320 million bushels uh, for the United States on August 31st of next year, that number may be closer to 500 or even more uh, by the time this is all said and done. Keep in mind, you've probably got a bigger U.S. crop estimate coming next week. You've probably got a decline in exports coming next week. Um, I, I imagine that domestic processors, uh, crushers, make up or, or pick up some of the slack, um, uh, but I don't think it's going to be enough to offset the, the exports. So you've got an issue here. There's a reason why the soybean market is acting the way that it's acting. Corn export sales also improved last week. Weekly net sales, 1.22 million metric tons. That was up 37% on the week, but down 53% versus the same week last year. Uh, your export book in corn is the second best on record. It's now 6.5% behind last year's record pace. Um, USDA projects that <clears throat> exports of corn will decline by 9% this year. So we could very easily still uh, meet or exceed the target. I think China remains a concern here, though. China hasn't bought corn in a long time uh, since the spring, and their shipments are down versus uh, where they had been last year. So there's some concern, I suppose, that, hey, China hasn't bought anything, and they've got these sales on the books, but shipments are down. Do they actually take what they've even bought at this point? Could cancellations become an issue in the future? Uh, these are all questions that uh, we just can't know the answer to right now. Heavy rains in Argentina over the last week have helped the country's crops. This was a quote from the uh, grain exchange there. The improvement in soil moisture over the last few days has allowed planting and development of crops to advance. The country's corn crop is 28.4% planted. The soybean crop is 7.1% planted. They had just some warm and dry conditions generally uh, to start the season, but it's shifted pretty quickly. U.S. weekly jobless claims fell to a COVID-era low, 269,000. Uh, that was below analyst expectations. So we have continued to trend in the right direction here as a result of jobless claims. Uh, weekly jobless claims spiked to 6.1 million in April of 2020. Um, this chart that's on my screen and that statistic, the the drastic, uh, just just off the charts uh, spike in jobless claims, in unemployment, all that stuff. This will go down in history as one of the most significant it, it was actually a, a 
more of a, a health policy, but it will it, it turned into an economic policy. It will go down as one of the most significant decisions that the U.S. government has ever made in regard to anything. I try not to get political here ever. Um, that will not do us any good. This is not a, a show regarding politics. But in any case, a lot of things happened in spring of 2020. Um, we were presented with this new virus. We didn't know what it was. And um, we had lockdowns at the federal level, the state level, the local level. Um, I think there's a big question out there as to um, was the lockdowns, was that worth this that's on my screen? Was it worth just total economic destruction that continues to last to this day and will continue to last uh, for a long time? I think a lot of things happened. I think the government was was uh, certainly concerned about health, but at the same time, the golden rule of politics is that you do not let a good crisis a good crisis go to waste. And uh, they milked this thing for all it was worth when it came to economics and and money. Uh, they printed trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in the name of COVID and healthcare. Um, billionaires got richer, millionaires got richer. All of our public servants in Congress are millionaires and have gotten richer during COVID. Um, a lot of this doesn't make sense on an economic front. And I talk more about markets than politics. Keep in mind, guys, uh, we had both a Republican and a Democratic uh, president preside over all of this. So uh, this is not a political issue uh, at all. The cattle market uh, yesterday backed off just a little bit, but the cash market's been better this week. And we'll see if we can improve this week. U.S. dollar is up ahead of the cash open. The S&P is up 10. The Dow's up 50. The bonds are up a little bit. Um, crude oil is up 60 cents, 79.40. Backed off a little bit from those highs uh, just from yesterday, I believe. Everybody have a great weekend. Um, we'll talk to you on Monday.